0: Good evening. 30 years ago, on Super Bowl Sunday, Whitney Houston delivered probably one of the most greatest versions of the Star Spangled Banner ever, so much so that it was released as a single, and released again in 2001 after the September 11th tax, and the money was donated to various charities. And it was tonight, nine years ago, on February 11th, 2012, that Whitney Houston died. And I figured we need to talk about her because she was a trailblazer musically, in film, in television. She was also a very powerful producer, as we had talked about Disney Cinderella, The Princess Diaries, Sparkle, all produced. With Whitney Houston and her partner Producing partner Deborah Chase And You know Whitney Houston's film Career began later She was on television In the 80's she was on Give Me a Break If you remember Give Me a Break with the Amazing late Nell Carter If you remember I remember Nell Carter I loved Give Me A Break I love what the theme She's got the vacuum cleaner and the fish tank I always thought that was funny um, And it was around that time That Whitney released her debut album Whitney Houston Biggest debut album of all time And it wasn't just because The videos The album cover You know It was because of that voice that voice that we all loved it doesn't matter where you came from your gender your ethnicity your creed or wherever you were from even uh, different countries we all loved Whitney Houston that voice that voice united us that's what music does is it, it unites us and in 1992 Whitney Houston was picked by the producer of a film called The Bodyguard, which had been in production for years. In fact, the song I Have Nothing was almost 15 years old. Produced by Kevin Costner, Lawrence Kassadin, Kassadin, and Jim Wilson, produced by Mick Jackson, The Bodyguard Released in 1992 This was Whitney Houston's First starring role Alongside Kevin Costner And here's something interesting About The Bodyguard Not the greatest of all movies It was, you know, she's playing A star who is being stalked Um, It was a successful film though And even more The soundtrack was very successful one of the most successful soundtracks of all time with that song written by Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Dolly Parton said that she almost got into a car wreck the first time she heard Whitney's version of her song because she took it it to another place. And Dolly was moved by that. In the film, though, Whitney plays Rachel Marin, singer, superstar, managed by her sister. And someone is sending very disturbing letters to Rachel, and so they hire a bodyguard, played by Kevin Costner, who had just won the Oscar for Dances with Wolves. I jokingly call it Dances with Bunnies. You know, um, <clears throat> this movie. First of all, this movie did something that it didn't mention race. When Rachel and Frank Farmer get together, there is no mention of and there's no controversy of, oh, he's bl- He's white and she's black that is never mentioned in the film it what is mentioned is is that she is a superstar she falls in love with her bodyguard okay and it's a love story these two people from you know very different worlds fall in love and kevin costner presided over whitney's funeral in 2012 say goodbye. He was so taken with Whitney Houston. And Whitney said when he first was considering her for the movie. She said why me? Because she was so unsure of herself to play this character. And he said because you're the only one that can sing. Because we all knew she had that voice. And this was off the heels of the Star Spangled Banner. I mean come on. If you didn't think Whitney Houston had a voice. Then you were living under a rock. Even Mariah Carey who is one of Whitney's contemporaries, said of Whitney, Whitney was the voice. Nobody can ever take that away from Whitney. Whitney did things that all of us wish we could do. Every singer has said that about Whitney Houston. But tonight we're also talking about Whitney as an actress. Okay? And, you know, there's a part in The Bodyguard... Where I will always love you is playing and she's listening to it, her character. And she's like, this is such a sad, sad song. And later records it. What can we say about the bodyguard that hasn't already been said? Let's just tune in.
1: celebrities 25 look there's several good men available for that kind of money have you talked to the scene fitzgerald portman yeah portman was interested but we heard that you were the best there's no such thing farmer we're talking about a very frightened little lady with an eight-year-old son believe me i wouldn't be here if i didn't think this was for real Rachel Marron. Hello. Hi. Oh, you don't look like a bodyguard.
2: What'd you expect?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe a tough guy.
2: This is my disguise.
1: Mm. Oh, this timing's good. This is Nikki, Rachel's sister and uh, personal secretary. Nice to meet you, Mr. Farmer. Tony Scabelli. So, can we get you a drink?
2: Yeah, orange juice.
1: Straight?
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you. Listen, this whole thing is Bill's idea. A sudden obsession with protecting me. Come on, baby. Get-
0: and, you know, what Whitney Houston did, I mean, she was very good at playing a superstar. Because she was a superstar. And brought a little bit of her own trepidation, her own, you know, wiles to being a singer who just wants to be left alone. And of course, there's that famous scarf scene with the sword. If you've ever seen The Bodyguard, if you haven't, Whitney, for her first film, come on.
1: Wondering what I'm doing, right? Whew. Didn't know I jogged, did you? What, you afraid I might get picked off of my snazzy wedding suit? No, I'm afraid that I'm gonna have to jog with you. You walk with me a little. Look, I, I know this is. you know, with a guy, mm-hmm. you know, like a date. But I can't go out on a date because you have to be with me every minute. I mean, what if he wants to invite me up to his place afterwards? What, are you going to come too? <sighs> so, the only thing I can figure is for you to take. That's what I was wondering. You know? I mean, what do you think? Only if you want to. Only if you want to. Rachel! God, this is so embarrassing. You you decide, okay? Yeah, Sandy Harris is on the phone. Um, tell her I call her back, sweetheart. I'm getting fixed up here
0: and the, you know for her first film i mean come on got to give it to whitney whitney when whitney did things she did them right professionally <clears throat> we're not going to talk about what happened to whitney because it's sad it's sad it's been talked about it's been overanalyzed And what the music industry What the entertainment industry What it does to people And When They just need someone to tell them the truth It's not a good industry And But Whitney went on to do Other films So it wasn't just the bodyguard She did a very good film Controversial for its time, based on the book by Terry McMillan, Waiting to Exhale, starring one of her good friends, Angela Bassett, Loretta Devine, Leela Rashawn, four women, four best friends, living in Arizona course we all, you know, the Angela Bassett scene where she sets fire to the car, that's probably one of a a great cinematic moment directed by Forrest Whitaker who went on to win an Oscar for Best Actor for playing Edie Amin in The Last King of Scotland and um, also directed Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock so, you know that's something I also want to talk about later on is Forrest Whitaker as a director you know, this is And an actor, but the fact that he directed those two films about uh, mostly women is very powerful. So Whitney in Wind Exhale plays Savannah. And Savannah is working in television. She is also pressured by her mother to hook back up with her old boyfriend, who happens to be married hmm And Savannah doesn't really have a lot of luck with men. And that name is very special to me because I know someone with that name. She's not she's not like Whitney, but she's got style. Um and I wanted to give her a shout out. Very good friend. Um, of course we all remember the song Exhale Shoop Shoop from the movie. And Count on Me, a duet with Cece Wines. Um Whitney, as an actress, this was her second movie. And, you know, as an actor, really, she learned. She learned from her previous experiences and what it took to breathe life into that character. And waiting and to Exhale. Waiting to Exhale has been parodied, yes. Yes, many, many times. You know, Whitney said when she did waiting to exhale she didn't want to do anything with the soundtrack because she said to Babyface I don't want this to be a bodyguard thing you know and Babyface says you think you're not going to sing on this record and she says well I hadn't planned on it and uh mm, here's a great moment with Angela Bassett and Whitney
2: You <laughs> okay.
1: Come on, let's go get a drink, huh? Yeah, what's some toys for the
2: kids? Come on. i just like to make Here
1: you go. Thanks,
0: baby.
1: Happy
2: anniversary. Nice house, Bernie. At $5, you can have it. You know what's funny? I always thought if I gave him what he needed, he'd give me what I needed.
1: It's amazing what can happen when you give a man control over your life. I can't even pretend it's all John's fault. So, (laughs) tell me about this new job. Well, I took a pay cut to see if I have what it takes to produce. You know, some of us are still on that dream trip. Girl, are you scared? No. Yes. Me too.
0: You know, what Whitney could convey as her characters, you know, she really brought it. This is a good scene.
1: First of all, Ma, I am sick of you telling me how I should live my life, who you think I should love, marry. Ma, I'm sick of it.
2: (gasps) Don't you raise your voice at me.
1: Mama, I'm 33 years old and I live alone. Mm. Yeah, tell me about it. Yes, and I may have to accept the fact that I may live alone for the rest of my life. It ain't too late, Savannah. Savannah he's begging on his damn knees and you letting him get away mama do you hear me i have a job i have friends ma i have interests that you don't even ask about because only one thing counts with you mama with any damn woman unless they lie to themselves well i'm being honest with myself, ma. i'm smart i work hard and i'm a good person ma if i allowed myself to think like you i guess i'd be a dead woman Ma, you should be proud. I'd rather live alone than crawl up behind some two-timing loser like Kenneth. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. He's just in a bad situation right now. And he's trying to get out of it. Mama, I tell you what, why don't you fucking marry him then? My life, but I didn't mean to disrespect you. I'll never do that again. It's all right, baby. It's all right. I
0: just don't want to see you end up like me. And that's a tender moment between Savannah and her mother. And you know, Whitney Houston the superstar becomes the character and that's what we see in waiting to exhale you know it wasn't just okay whitney's singing the songs and that's and i could understand where she was coming from when she says i don't want this to be a bodyguard thing to separate the character from the singing you know but savannah didn't do any singing in the movie um And in 1996, so in 1995, okay, so 1992, The Bodyguard, 1995, Waiting to Exhale. Then in 1996, Whitney did The Preacher's Wife with Denzel Washington, Gregory Hines, and the amazing Jennifer Lewis, who has a beautiful book called the mother of Black Hollywood. She loved playing Whitney's mother. And um this was directed by Miss Penny Marshall. Except
1: Joe
2: Hamilton's off. Did you hear me? I heard you. I
1: just can't believe whatever.
2: What does it mean? Excuse me, did I get you anything. Oh no, no no.
1: It's all right. Your father was a saint, and I'm not. But I'm here, Julian. He isn't. I'm sorry, Julian. Give me the car keys, Henry. Julia. Julian, please sit down. Give me
2: the keys, Henry. Excuse me. Would you kind of give her the keys? I have customers in here. Sorry. Julian, please listen to me. Henry, I can't. I don't even
1: know who you are anymore.
0: And so, The Bodyguard also starred Mr. Courtney B. Vance, who's married to Angela Bassett as the preacher, Henry. The Preacher's Wife is a remake of the 1947 film The Bishop's Wife, which starred Loretta Young, uh, Cary Grant... And Mr. David Niven, and so the preacher's wife, you know, and of course, Whitney got to do what Whitney does best. And Jennifer Lewis talked about that, and um you know, Jennifer Lewis plays the grandmother on blackish, such a such an amazing actress, and um her book, "The Mother of Black Hollywood." I really encourage you to listen to it. Read it because she talks about working with Whitney. She loved Whitney. And yeah, what what a legendary, what a legendary thing. And, and she, you know, scolded Whitney, I guess, because Whitney didn't show up because it was too cold. You know, um, if we can find it. Ah, commercial. You know, Whitney did and Whitney produced... And sang on the soundtrack for The Preacher's Wife. It was a big album. About Whitney Houston.
2: I loved her. I got to play her mama for three months. We became friends after that. She took me through her house in Jersey. She was so proud, showing me all her gold albums and awards. What can I tell you? I got uh, I got in the pool with Bobby Christie. She was just a little bitty thing. And she wanted to swim and swim and swim. I said, look, girl, I'm tired. What's wrong? You know? I was privileged to sit there in that church in Yonkers when she was singing, help is on the way. And I love the Lord from the preacher's wife. Whoa. I mean, to be sitting that close. And hearing her sing the genre of music that she had been raised with, gospel, the trills in her voice, the riffs, the range, the beauty, the soul, her beauty, it was a sight to see. Well, a couple of times, Whitney would come over and say, how am I doing? I'd say, baby, not too well. Uh, (laughs) She was always a little nervous about her acting Uh, skill. She was good. She was good. Um, You know, one time she didn't show up. It was a winter of record-breaking blizzards. So they had teased my hair up for a scene and i was like uh where's whitney and they said she's not here and i said well give me the phone and i called her. i said hey la girl why didn't you call they have to now wash my hair in 10 below zero to fix it for another scene that you're not in La girl whitney this is not a concert it's teamwork I, what oh okay No, all right so you couldn't get out of the drive i understand <laughs> she was like mama 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 i'm so sorry mama 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 i won't do it again i'll call i'll call earlier next time mama we can't get out of the garage mama i said oh lord and sis uh sissy's like sitting here and she called me mama Sissy. <laughs> Sissy was like we all know who her mama is i said oh yes we do and when she passed nothing to say it stopped us all wherever we were we stopped and we wept
0: and jennifer lewis basically hits it on the head we all stopped what we were doing we couldn't believe it i remember reading it online and you know how wikipedia is they said she died in canada and I waited. There was no confirmation. And then I turned on CNN. And there it was Don Lemon. Don Lemon, who now has his own nightly show, announced the death of Whitney Houston. It was tough, it was very tough. And those of us, you know, and then I remember like a week later, they were playing her stuff when she was on the American Music Awards in 1994. And she's singing I Have Nothing. And it just hit me. that Someone of that caliber with that voice. You know, a lot of us, you know, is there a God? Is there not a God? I will tell you when when she sang... When she sang, not sing, when she sang, okay? There's a difference. <clears throat> you felt it. Whatever it is that you felt, it was beyond this world. Um, she was later with uh, Jennifer Lewis in Nora's Hair Salon, a cameo that she did. Penny Marshall loved working with Whitney. A lot of people did. And Whitney's last film was Sparkle. And it was released after her death. And yeah, it was it was sad. It was sad that someone of that caliber and who was a mother and a wife and a daughter. Here she is in Sparkle.
1: Getting an education and having a relationship with the Lord. If you can't do that, then go. The Lord gave me this gift if I wasn't supposed to use
2: it. What'd you say? All I think about is music. Everything I see, hear, feel turns into a song, and I I try to turn it off, but I can't. And I know the Lord loves me, and He wouldn't torture me with something I want to do, can't help but do.
1: So I figured I You figured I was wrong. That I had a gift. Spargo, you can have a gift. It's how you use it.
0: Yep, that's her last film. And I thought tonight, let's end on the film for television that brought her into America's living rooms. She was a producer on picked Brandy and
1: who probably had a lot more energy and who really was Cinderella to me to play the part and I suggested um, Brandy. She called me one day all hype I was like what's going on me? and she's like i got this project deborah and i have this project and we want you to do this movie called cinderella we want you to play cinderella and i said i thought you were gonna be cinderella she's like i'm 33 now i'm not quite feeling like cinderella no honey i'm not gonna be cinderella
0: <laughs> i love that i love the relationship in that clip it's kind of
1: cool in that clip, i mean yeah i mean you're the perfect cinderella and i'm your fairy godmother i like This project because it consisted of a a rainbow cast of people, um, Asian-Americans, African-Americans, Caucasian-Americans, and, you know, um, it's never been done that way before.
0: Yeah, and we can't play the music because, you know, um, here we go. We could play a little of this. Okay, I'm going to get in trouble for playing that But oh well, it's Whitney It's Whitney and Whitney was funny Whitney was really funny You know, she's born and raised in New Jersey And um, out of respect, I'm not saying the year she was born Because you don't do that to a lady I know some people disagree with me We're not going to talk about those infamous interviews We're just not going to Okay I thought, you know, let's pay tribute to the woman. Um. The icon. You know, it's not, it's not easy up there at at the top. It's not. mm. But she was, you know, she was the voice. And, um we can talk about when she was called that. You know, um... Yeah. Hmm. Is this it? No, it's not. (laughs) You know, with this show, things always happen. (laughs) Um... We go. If I began to sing
1: and whole audience rushed to the a frame
2: girl you. Every black girl in America, I say, so then you become Whitney Houston.
0: No, we can't play the song. We can't play the song. Title. Here we go. This is
2: the voice. You are the defendant. You are the voice. That was my name for you. You, you are. You called me. You were the first person that really
1: called me that. You are the voice. Overwhelming title. <laughs> the voice. Yeah.
2: There was a time I read where you were actually thinking in this past seven years, because. You-
0: and yeah, she was the voice. She was the voice. We all knew she was the voice. Um. Still is the voice. Nobody will ever sound like Whitney. And I remember when she was promoting The Preacher's Wife, she did a skit on SNL. Outside the snow
1: is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely where the boys lay ride right together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the snow. We are riding in a...
0: And of course, that's Whitney, Mary Catherine Gallagher, Molly Shannon, Rosie O'Donnell, and Penny Marshall, who were hosting Saturday Night Live that weekend with Whitney as musical guest in 1996. Whitney Houston, one of the most awarded female artists of all time. Nobody tops Whitney. And as an actress, she left us some, some really good roles. Think of it bodyguard waiting to exhale the preacher's wife Cinderella and sparkle and yes the music is there but as an actress you know that that was Whitney's goal was to be an entertainer she was an entertainer it wasn't so much the term diva which had a negative connotation to it is that she was a superstar we all acknowledge that whether you want to or not And her passing nine years ago was very sad A long career A very long career A career that we can still look at and smile And be thankful that she was alive at this time And shared herself with us And wherever she is, Whitney You're the voice You're a damn good actress too As always, unpleasant dreams.